everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Adventure Experiences. This is a podcast brought to you by Peak Adventures at Sac State, produced in collaboration with KSSU Radio. My name is Kyle Murphy. I'm your host. I'm a trip leader and challenge center team lead at Peak Adventures. In this podcast, we sit down with students and staff to chat about the impact that Peak Adventures and outdoor experiences have had on their lives. In this episode, we sat down with former Peak Adventures employee, Ross Gardner. What's up, Ross? How you doing, bro? Hey, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Just hanging out here in the outside. Yeah, you can see, check it out. In the outside. Where are you at right now? In the outside. That's what I call it. Um, <laughs> so this is, uh, I'm over at the, uh, the Sac State Aquatic Center right now. So nice, I'm actually man. running water. It's uh, a beautiful as as view. Heck yeah. How's your, uh, how's your quarantine been so far, man? Uh, you know, I've got mixed feelings about quarantine. Uh, I've been working out more, which is a good thing. Um, but I don't get to hang out as much as I'd like to with folks. Um, so I got mixed feelings. I got mixed feelings. Overall, yeah. though, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, quarantine has allowed me to just get more stuff done um, and be a little <laughs> more productive. So. Is that That's the case for you, huh, man? I, I feel like I've been doing less exercise and getting less <laughs> done overall <laughs> well and this whole thing has forced us we uh ended up putting a whole gym downstairs so i've got a whole gym downstairs now and uh so nice, i don't want to gym membership anymore yeah nice nice um so you know we, we uh we started this podcast for for peak uh kind of like in response to the quarantine you know to uh to like allow people to reconnect with the outdoors and to uh to our organization uh during all this chaos so i want to start with um a little bit of background about yourself like uh your life before sac state and like kind of your uh your your introduction into the outdoors i really wish i had like a good morgan freeman voice to give you all my background right. story. <laughs> um, so Let's see, starting off, um, definitely got into the outdoors because my dad, uh, way back when I was a little kid, uh, he got me out camping. Uh, he was a big hunter, um, which I, I hated hunting. It was terrible. It was, uh, it was just gross and sweaty and nasty all the time. But we ended up camping along with it, and uh, that really, I think, started me off. It kind of put me in the right direction. Uh, and then eventually, uh, I started really getting into it uh, because of one of uh, my good friend's moms and she introduced me to uh, a company called uh, ICO or inner city outings was what it was called. Uh, they've now changed their name to inspiring connections outdoors. Uh, but it is a volunteer organization for uh, Sierra, the Sierra club, excuse me, the Sierra club. And they, uh, they take at risk youth down river and they just do it for free. And one of the best parts of it was uh, you become a raft guide for free. Uh, as long as you promise the guide 10 trips for him. And the funny part about that is I was actually brought on because of my random enough, my martial arts background. Um, a lot of the kids that were getting taken out uh, would often get into fights and uh, start brawling. So I was there to break anything up if anything had to happen. And so that's, that's why she brought me on. And I eventually met all the raft guides there. And uh, I've been hanging out with those folks ever since. I was actually supposed to go rafting with all of them. Uh, down to Grand Canyon for 18 days, but unfortunately, uh, COVID hit just in time to to cancel that trip for me. Bummer. Um, 
Yeah, so I started off there with the ICO, really getting into the outdoors. And then when I went to college, I looked online for positions that I wanted before I got to college. So I, I, I was, when I was actually college shopping, I was looking not really where I want to go to college, but where do I want to work? And Sac State had just this awesome little outdoor program called Peak Adventures. And I decided to go to Sac State uh, because of Peak Adventures was one of the big reasons why I went to Sac State. Uh, I was brought on as a youth camp counselor for those guys. And, and I, I worked there for six years. Uh, I did every position possible uh, within that organization. So I did outdoor trip leader, youth camps, uh, challenge course. Uh, I helped manage the challenge course with, uh, with Valerie for a little while. Uh, I was the challenge center program assistant, uh, trained all the staff and everything that they do, uh, for the team building stuff and right. The kind of continue the outdoor journey there. Uh, as, as I graduated from Sac State, I hopped into a master's program with Knowles. Uh, and it's actually the, the first master's program that they've ever had. Uh, so uh, I graduated uh, just this past year, uh, with a degree in leadership, um, uh, but I am one of five people in the world right now who have a master's degree from Knowles. <laughs> and uh, that was one heck of an experience uh, to get a chance to go and do that. So um, backing up just a little bit, because I think, you know, Knowles is, sure. it's well known amongst um, the outdoors community, but perhaps not to everyone who might be listening. So what is Knowles and, and why might that be a, uh, an important experience? Yeah, absolutely. So Knowles is the National Outdoor Leadership School. I'm actually, I'm sporting there. Sporting yeah, I see you're rocking that right now. Yeah. Um, the National Outdoor Leadership School, and they are considered the number one outdoor school in the world. Um, they are international. Uh, so uh, they're actually, they've been talking about changing the name, but uh, they're an international program. Uh, you can go anywhere, absolutely anywhere, and do pretty much any activity, and they are just the just the, the leaders, the foremost experts uh, in everything outdoors. So when it comes to educating folks, yeah. They're kind of like the industry standard for um, like leadership and uh, skills training in the backcountry. Absolutely. So you, you said that your, uh, your outdoor experience kind of like began with hunting, but then you uh, transferred over into rafting. Yes, sir. And so, um, what you, you know, I know you and I have worked quite a bit together. Um, but I'm curious, like what about whitewater rafting, uh, hooked you so much? Oof. Um, I'll give, I'll give both the, 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 the sentimental response and the, uh, the more fun response. Uh, first off, whitewater is amazing. It's like a roller coaster on steroids. Um, everything about whitewater is perfect. Like talk about a sport to get you just full pumped and ready to go. Like, uh, when I was first training with ICO, like I was, I was the bowman and I was out front taking all the waves and like just charging stuff. Like I wanted to be, um, getting torn, uh, torn up and thrown around by the waves. It's great. Uh, so that's the adrenaline junkie side. And then, uh, the other piece of it is I really like rafting in general because it's, it is, it is a hardcore sport. Not everyone gets a chance to do it. And, uh, it makes a really big impact 
uh, on whoever you end up taking out. And so when I was working for ICO, the, the kids I got to take out, they'd never, some of them had never seen a river. Uh, so when they got to hop onto this raft and basically go on the, the steroid roller coaster, um, you know, it's totally life changing for them. And right. uh, to be a part of that is awesome. Right. And so I know that that's one of your, your big motivation is motivations is like just uh, sort of working with people. I mean, just straight up working with people, but also working with people who maybe don't have the same access or the, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I'm saying is like the, the, the same amount of access that you do to the outdoors. So what's up with that, man? Like what, why, how did you get into that? Why were you interested in that? Like, and, and, and what are you like, what's that path look like for you? Yeah, no, um, woof. That's a, that's, a, that's a big question. And I feel like there's, there's a ton of little things that have probably led up to that. I, I could be here for days. Um, Cause I know you did some of that with martial arts as well, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did that with martial arts. Um, just whoever we can get in there. I, I guess I'm, I, I, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. I really believe in people and I believe in the, uh, of just providing for people. And I think there's just something to be said that, um, yeah, I guess somebody had asked me like, what, what is it that you really believe in? And I said, uh, people, I believe, I believe in people. And when people, when everyone gets a chance, uh, to live life to the fullest, it makes everything just a little bit better. And there's so many people that do not get to live life to the fullest and being getting a chance to go out on the water or in a rapid or whatever, um, on a big hike somewhere. It just doesn't happen always, whether it's skill or technology or whatever. So getting a chance to learn the skills and then give them to other people. Uh, I can't think of a better purpose for myself. Um, right. what I do. Right. I've always felt like this. Um, I'm very similar in that. I love taking people out. I love showing them what I love about the river. And uh, I think one of the things that always stands out to me is that, like you know, like like you mentioned, there's there's this uh, dichotomy that exists on the river of like uh, like uh, almost like adrenaline, excitement, you know, like fun splashing around in the waves and stuff like that. Maybe a little scary. Um, but then there's also this other side of the coin, you know, because the river isn't all rapids. There, there are plenty of space, uh, in between the rapids to kind of sit and just kind of absorb nature. And that's always been, you know, the, the way I've always looked at it is it's like the rapids are what draw you into the river and it's the, the experience on the water immersed in nature that really keeps you there. Um, I love like pointing like now that I've been on the river quite a bit, it's really easy for me to point out different things happening in nature, whether it's a, a hawk or a vulture swooping down to grab something or a deer like hiding out in uh, on, on the banks or a turtle. And I love pointing that stuff out to people. Cause I think that that, that sense of wonder, you can really see that ignite in people when you, when you allow space for, for the appreciation of nature. So, um, can you hear me? Okay. You broke out just for a second. I can hear you again. Okay. So, um, so moving forward to your experiences with, uh, peak adventures, 
Um, so you, you start at Sac State. You kind of have some river experience already. Um, what a, tell me a little bit about your experiences with the Challenge Center. Yeah, absolutely. So I was, I started with outdoor, outdoor trips and youth camps, and then I transitioned over to the Challenge Center. And uh, the Challenge Center, there is just so much to learn there. And I think one of the, the biggest connections that um, – or the biggest things that folks don't fully realize when you talk about outdoor professionals is just how much there is behind the scenes when it comes to leading an experience. And at the Challenge Center – uh, I learned all those things. I got a chance to learn all of the the emotional uh, intelligence portions uh, portion at the at the challenge center, really. So how you interact with people, how you provide an experience that is both uh, as safe as possible and then also a good time um, and being able to maintain that balance and watching for group dynamics and um, really creating an experience that allows for the maximum amount of impact. So um, yeah, not to mention the challenge courses is fun. Challenge courses, you know, you go to the challenge course every day, you know, at the very start, people are already playing frisbee, hanging out, having a good time. Um, everybody cares about everybody, and uh, it's just a great environment to hang out in. So. Right. So what, what are some of those ways in which um, your experiences on the ropes course uh, as a facilitator have affected you and the rest of your life? Um, absolutely. One of the things that we, uh, we talked about in the challenge course uh, is flow. And uh, for those who maybe aren't familiar with that, it's the idea of just how, how is something going? What is, what is, where is the energy going in this program, this day, this thing, whatever it is? And learning how to play with flow to make something just all around better. So just to make something uh, easier to learn or to uh, keep people's energies up, uh, that has been excessively useful in everything that I do, whether if I'm, if I'm leading a trip or if I am in a classroom doing an exercise on the board, uh, learning how to play and just keep, keep, keep people's attention and flow and interest with things, super crucial in everything from, that, that, that's, I honestly, those skills and being able to do that is really what separates um, folks that take people on trips from people who take people on full-blown experiences when they go outdoors. Um, so I want, I want you to, uh, to talk a little bit more about what flow is. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. So flow, that's a good way to think about that. So when you are working on the challenge course, uh, we literally have an itinerary that is written out step by step by step by step. And uh, in order to help maintain the idea of flow, so to, to give a, a, a sort of visual image of flow, flow, think of it as energy, so the energy of the day. So think of it as a, as a bell curve. So bell curve goes up, peaks, and then starts to dip off, okay? Uh, the idea is any exercise that you do, you always want to be not in the middle of where the energy is. So if you're playing a game or doing an exercise, you don't want to cut a game too soon. You don't want to be at the very top when everyone's having the most fun, but just as something like you, like, you know, what? I think this is time to end. Like have you ever been on the phone with somebody and uh, like this conversation is going really good. This is a great conversation. You guys peak and it starts getting awkward. Cause you're like, Hey, what do we talk about now? 
what do we do? And then you realize you should have ended the conversation a minute ago. Yeah. You long in the flow in that, in that curve. And now you're, you're downside of it. It's going to take more energy to get back up. And it's just going to, it's awkward now. Um, so with peak uh, at the challenge course, like we have an itinerary, each one of our activities that we do is 10 minutes typically, um, give or take. About 10 minutes is, is usually the, the appropriate amount of time for one activity. And then we move on to the next activity and enter a new energy curve. And it's kind of a, um, kind of a pyramid status thing. So if the energy keeps going up, bell curve stops here, cool, you keep going up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, and so that's, that's really how it applies to any activity that you're doing. Does that answer that question? Yeah, I think better? so. So it sounds to me like um, there's like, there might be like two parts to this, right? Or maybe, it may be even more, but what sticks out for me when I hear you talking about it is like, there's the, almost like the organizational side of it, of like paying attention to how you're structuring things. But then there's like this a little bit, um, like less tangible aspect of it, which to me sounds like, you know, you're just, you're like trying to pay attention and tune into what the energy of the group is or the individuals are. Right. And I think that that's, that's such an important concept because uh, it's very, I don't know how, I guess it's very compassionate, you know, like it's very, um, when you're when you're able to tune into what someone's energy is or a group's energy is, right? You can better respond and give the, that person or what the the group needs. You can get better adapt to their needs, right? Like, uh, and, and I'm I'm also reflecting on my own experiences with Peak, and I think that that's probably one of the more I would agree with you. That's probably one of the more uh, important lessons that I've. Uh, been able to practice um, on the ropes course. And that's, I think that's what's, in, that's what's one of the things that's really important about the ropes course is it's like, you can know things uh, theoretically, but the ropes course allows you to put them into practice, not one time, not two times, but like many, many times, right? And you can get a lot better at uh, reading energy reading someone's energy, reading a group's energy and adapt to that. And I feel like that's super useful just, just in your life, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to, uh, literally, literally everything has some type of flow to it. Um, and it's, it's one of those things for outdoor professionals that if, if, if you aren't trying to learn those skills, in my opinion, um, you will never be a, a, a phenomenal outdoor leader, honestly. Um, just cause there's, there's so much, I'm, I'm rubbing my hand together. Like I got something in it. It's just thick. It's, it's, just, it's just like this, this, this thickness to it. Um, that just, um, that you need. Otherwise you just get, you have a frail experience. Right. So. Right, you miss you miss that depth. It becomes like a more shallow experience. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, so I want to I want to talk a little bit more about the the Knowles experience. So tell me tell me about that. Like like what the program was, and then also your experiences in it. Yeah. Uh, 
so the Knowles program uh, popped up, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure if he'd ever ever see this podcast uh, from Peak here, but I, I would love for him to see it because I feel so bad about it. But uh, there was an intern that came to Peak. His name was Teddy, and uh, he one day he was like, "Hey, check out this program. You gotta check this out." And I was like, "Cool, what is this?" And he's all, "It's from Knowles. It's a master's program." And I was like, "Ooh, what is this?" And uh, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, and then he showed me the uh, the sticker price um, for the program, and I was like, nope, I wouldn't do that, dude. Don't, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Sounds like a terrible idea. And then uh, a couple weeks later, he ended up leaving and doing his own thing, and I was like, you know what? Uh, I had a couple life experience uh, pieces happen, and I was like, I need to do more education. I need to get some more schooling. And sure enough, I decided to sign up for the program. And uh, it, was, it was an interview process I had to go through. Uh, I had to talk about uh, myself and uh, uh, throw my resume in there. I, I, they did like a whole check on me and stuff. Uh, and I was, I was accepted into the program, which was awesome. Uh, and the program consisted, it was a year long program. Uh, and it was three major expeditions. So each expedition was about a month long. Um, the first expedition was a it was it was a month long river canoe expedition in Utah down the Green River and the San Juan River. Uh, the second one was another yeah, about a month long in Utah again for cannoneering, and then the last one was uh, it was eighteen days in Alaska backpacking. Uh, and every time I tell folks about this program, the first thing that people think is like, "Oh, you just went on trips and, and had fun," uh, which is just the furthest thing from the truth ever because some of the days on those expeditions were absolutely brutal and gnarly. And every single day um, we were dissecting uh, our leadership experience, um, how we were leading and just applying all the, the actual reading concepts. Like, so we, uh, it was a whole, the rest of the program was online and everything that we learned online, we were just shoving into these expeditions and uh, really challenging each of ourselves to, just be better leaders, uh, outdoor trip folk, and then also just people in general. Uh, you, you learn a lot more about yourself going on one of those long expeditions with them. Um, and what's nice about uh, the program too is Knowles cherry-picked a lot of the instructors that we ended up getting. So we got some of the best instructors um, that Knowles had to offer. Uh, we even had uh, one of our, our professors, her name was Dr. Sherry Leach. Uh, she was a, a Knowles alum. Uh, ton of trips but she's one of the folks that led um an old expedition for one of the most recent uh space launch crews uh so like nasa would send these folks to Knowles, and then uh, she would be the one to be on the expedition with them That's so uh, yeah yeah um she's a super awesome lady there's, there's i had a lot of great professors um not all of them directly from Knowles, but uh the professors that i had they made a very excellent unique program combining a ton of different elements a lot of things that i from the challenge course um, and then infusing it and definitely taking it to the next level of understanding and comprehension for, for leadership dynamics. Um, yeah. And then, uh, some of, yeah, yeah. So some of the folks on there, uh, uh, well, I guess I'll give them a shout out by name, but there was uh, Zach. Well, actually, there's was, there was a lot of people. There was Zach, Betsy, uh, Danya, Lisa, Sam, and then uh, one other folk, uh, he had dropped out of the program uh, halfway through but um one really interesting dynamic that we had is sam is deaf 
and we all had to learn uh, sign language while we were in the middle of the woods. Wow. And so we, we got to a point by the end of the uh, end of the expedition, we could all sign enough to have full conversations and tell jokes. And, um, That's rad. And it's just one extra thing to kind of add to the program where everyone talks about um, diversity and inclusion in the outdoors um, and really seeing it, have, being able to make it happen in this scenario um, where the, our entire group learned ASL to make sure that uh, you know, one person in our group felt as included as possible. Um, it's a really interesting part That's to it. Cool, man. That's really cool. Um, so moving forward, uh, I know you got a, you just got a new gig. Now you're still, you're still working with ASI, which I think is rad. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, uh, before I let you go, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, but I want to know what sort of advice you would have for Sac State students. Let's say it could be, it could be anything, but I'm curious, like, you know, from the perspective of an incoming freshman, like what sort of advice would you have for them if, um, they're interested in getting into the outdoors, uh, but are really sort of unsure and maybe they maybe they're kind of on our on our path, right? They want to get they want to take it to that next level. They want to become, you know, a guide or uh, work on the challenge center or something something along those lines. What what sort of advice would you have for them? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, one mentality to keep is having that that, that learner's mentality really getting thirsty for it and wanting to do it, be hungry for something outdoors. Um, and sometimes that can be hard, uh, especially if you don't have the right equipment or whatever, but if you make the right friends and, and, and try hard enough to, to, to meet people that do this stuff, uh, that's a great way to get things moving. Get started. So, so much stuff is learned just through a friend who just happens to have a raft and yeah. you're like, Hey, can I, can I come along? And then, uh, making sure that you carry a six pack of beer on you at all times. <laughs> Um, if you're 21, you're of age. <laughs> uh, so I think that's one piece is just being hungry, hungry for it. Uh, the other piece, uh, the other two pieces I'll leave you with, uh, get a certification of some kind. Uh, so get a wilderness first aid or first responder, uh, get, uh, some type of rescue training. So get either a, a swift water training, which is only a two day training. You can do that. Um, Get a, um, get something, get something so that if you ever wanted to work for an organization, that's one of the biggest things that they're going to look for. Leave no trace, airy one. Uh, there's, there's lots exactly. of different, uh, certifying bodies that you could go to the AMGA for rock climbing. Yeah. There's, I, I would agree with that as well. Especially if, if what you want to do is professional. Absolutely. Yep. And then even, even for folks who are maybe not necessarily trying to do it professionally, just having even just basic first aid and CPR is going to help you a ton when you're out in the middle of nowhere. And if you want to start doing more hikes and doing those types of things, um, you know, helping yourself to stay as safe as possible right. is, is going to, it's going to give you more confidence to be out there. It's going to give other people that you're traveling with more confidence. As yeah. Well. I was, that, I was, you, you just stole that from my mouth. I was going to say, it's like, it's such a confidence builder in terms of feeling safe out there. Right solo or with a group with other people you know it's it's I, I i i agree i think those uh those medical skills those emergency skills are uh one of the most important things you can do to kind of take it to the next level yep and then the 
last piece for skills stuff is uh, start learning how to There's all, there's all kinds of fancy terms and things like that. The idea is in emotional intelligence or social intelligence, but start researching and looking into programs that can help learn those things. And it's hard to find, it's hard to work with groups and th those types of things, but a great way to build it yourself is go volunteer for something and organize a group of some kind uh, and just get used to working with people. Yeah. Um, it, as much as we get disappear into the woods for however long that we disappear for, um, having those emotional intelligence skills uh, and those social dynamic skills, if you don't have those, you're going to be in a world of hurt for, for any position really, but especially in the outdoors uh, when you're out on a five day uh, backpacking trip with 10 youth camp kids and you can't get along with your, uh, you're the counselor. Well, guess what? You're stuck with them for five days and you better learn how to get along. Right. Um, so uh, yeah. one, of the, one of the big things that I always end up um, trying to pass on to the next generation is just like, the importance of experience um and you know we live in a time where like you know so often you go to apply for a job and they want you to have previous experience but no one everybody wants you to have previous experience and no one wants to give you that experience and it's so important to have something in your tool belt that that metaf metaphorical tool belt uh, when you walk into that interview, uh, when they ask you a question, you know, when was, describe a time where you had a difficult experience with a client or something like that, right? To have, uh, to have like a really specific experience that you can call on, right? Like it's so easy for me to call on different experiences that I had on the river or on the ropes course or whatever. And they're very impactful and detailed, right? And so the person that I'm speaking with knows that I'm not lying, a, eh? and <laughs> that this is like some real genuine knowledge that I that I carry with me. And I think uh, that's one of the big things that the outdoors and the ropes course have to offer. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yep. Um, the skills I learned on that on that challenge course uh, was some of the most valuable skills I've ever learned. So. Awesome. Awesome, Ross. Um, all right. So before I let you go, you got any final thoughts? Uh, any advice for our quarantine friends? <laughs> ooh, ooh. Um, any last thoughts? Uh, in, enjoy, enjoy the summer as much as you can. Uh, <laughs> get out there. You know, COVID's not living on trees, so uh, it's not living <laughs> on uh, So get out to the water, man. Go have some fun. Um, everyone's all super stressed out right now. Um, yeah, stay safe and seriously get outdoors. This is a great summer right now, even though everybody's inside. So, love it, man. All right, thanks so much, Ross. Absolutely, thanks, Kyle. <laughs>